Welcome to Tales from Avastrum, Betrayal, Episode 1. The fading glow of twilight streamed into the windows of the potions classroom as Griselda Coles doused the flame beneath her cauldron, allowing her most recent concoction to cool down before she could spoon it into vials. She was hoping this new color-changing potion would prove an interesting lesson when school resumed in the fall, and she was eager to share her results with Professor Vortigern. Priscilla heard the heavy door to the classroom swing open, and she looked up to see Anastasia Boudreaux enter. Anastasia worked for the Department of Mysteries as part of the Intelligence Detachment. Bonjour, Anastasia. How are you? Chrisella asked pleasantly. Anastasia, however, was wearing a frown. Not so well, I'm afraid, Cristalla. I'm hoping you'd be willing to come to Salem with me and answer some questions. A chill ran down Cristalla's spine. She had long feared that this day would come. Mastering the fear, using the training that had been instilled in her long ago, she kept her voice neutral as she asked. What kind of questions? Why do we need to go to Salem? We've received an anonymous tip, and it's raised some red flags quite a way up the chain within the department. Crisella continued working to keep her face from betraying anything. What kind of anonymous tip? We've been told that for the past eight years, You've been conducting espionage activities against the wizarding government of the United States on behalf of the French wizarding government. And there it was. Cristalla's heart stopped. That is not the whole story, she said, as she started to reach for her wand. Well, you'll have every opportunity to explain it all, but you'll need to come in. Don't, she said quickly drawing her own wand as she saw Cristalla starting to reach. Cristalla continued inching toward her wand, hoping that the motion would distract Anastasia from the fact that she was pulling a small vial from the pouch on the back of her belt. Don't, Anastasia said, as she advanced a step. I mean it. Crisola pulled the vial she had been looking for and threw it on the floor. An all-enveloping blackness like squid ink quickly spread through the room, and Anastasia could no longer see anything. She waved her hand in front of her eyes, but could not even see that. Lumos! Anastasia cried, and she felt the familiar tingle as the magic ran down her arm and ignited the tip of her wand. Even so, she still could not see. Lumos Maxima! Even the extreme version of the spell failed to penetrate the veil of darkness. Anastasia heard the grinding sound of stone on stone and realized that Cristalla must be opening a secret passage. She could not let her get away. Condoliquesco! Anastasia felt the darkness begin to fade as it was pulled slowly into her wand. She was too late, however. 
Before her vision cleared, she heard the secret passageway close and realized that Cristalla had escaped. Anastasia furrowed her brow. She had been ordered to bring Cristalla in quietly to not make a scene. She couldn't very well lock down the school and order a manhunt. She was going to need reinforcements if she wanted to keep Miss Gilles from getting out of the building. She looked down at her wand, which was now black as soot. It would be hours before it was usable again, and she couldn't even use it to summon help. On the other side of the secret passage, Chrysalis slumped against the wall, taking great gulps of air as she fought to organize her thoughts. It was true that she had originally come to Avastrum as a spy, but she had gone dark years ago. Oh, she hadn't made contact with her handlers in a very long time. Why had someone burned her now? Come on, think, think. Who can I trust? She wailed softly, not knowing whether this would cause everything she had built here at Avastrum to unravel. She sank to the floor, cradling her head in her hands as she tried to plan her next step. Ah! Oh. Meryl! Anastasia stared daggers at the corkboard in her office. A series of pictures and documents, collected over a period of weeks, danced around on the board, connected by glowing strings. As she focused in on each string, a question appeared in glittering letters. How are they connected? Motive? Why? As if they were plucked straight out of Anastasia's own thoughts. The bright green flash from her fireplace interrupted Anastasia's contemplation. She waved her hand over the corkboard and a black veil covered all the items. Good morning, Anastasia. To what do I owe this invitation? A slightly disheveled Evie Bradford, Avastrum's new astronomy professor, stepped onto the hearth, brushing soot off of her skirt. Mordecai Argeletum, the school librarian and professor of arithmancy at the Timmernack School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in Louisiana, was interrupted by the fireplace roaring to life once again. Ah, good morning to you both. Yes, good morning. Thank you for coming. I won't waste your time. I need your help with something sensitive. I'm turning to you because I believe you both can lend some specific expertise. Before Anastasia could continue, the door to her office swung open and in strutted Maldraco Devante, an Auror and Dark Hunter on detachment to the school. Oh, sorry, am I late? I walked in from my office. I needed to get my steps in. You're right on time. I was just mentioning this is sensitive information. Once I reveal the details, if you decide to assist me, I will need you all to partake in a secret keeping trial. If you decline, I will need to erase the information from your memories. If anyone isn't comfortable with either of those options, you may leave now. Well, to be honest, that is quite unsettled. 
I'm not certain I'm comfortable with that. Ah, don't worry, it's fine. Standard procedure. Everything is okay. Anastasia gave them a moment to think. Once all three nodded their heads with no further protest, she leaned back against her desk and began to brief them. All right, let's continue then. This is in regards to Cristala Coles. She is a fugitive, wanted for espionage. Anastasia paused again, leaving room for the three to react. After a beat, Maldraco chimed in. Whoa, uh, I, I take that back. Everything is not okay. Cristala? I'm flabbergasted. That seems impossible. Is this a new turn for her? How long has she flown under our radar? Denial was the response Anastasia had expected. She had gone through it too, until she had seen the evidence herself. She moved back to the corkboard and waved her hand over it. The black veil vanished, and the trio could see what she had collected. From the evidence I've managed to gather, she's been a spy from the very beginning, when she first transferred from Hogwarts. That is hard to swallow. I don't recall her ever seeming suspicious in any way when we were students together. She managed to fool all of us for many years, which means she is very well trained. She traced a glimmering line on the board to an image of the Founder's Fountain before addressing the group again. We found that she was gathering information regarding the Fountain of Youth and relaying that to the French government. What does the French government want with the Fountain of Youth? And why wouldn't they just go through official channels? We're not sure yet. Have we attempted questioning Cristala peacefully? Surely there is more to this. I can't believe she wouldn't have valid reasons. I did attempt to bring her in for questioning, but she bolted. She's on the run, so it's safe to assume she's not open for polite questioning. Anastasia moved back towards her desk, grabbing three chain bracelets, one gold, one silver, and one bronze. She then faced the three of them, holding out the bracelets. We need more information on the fountain, which will perhaps help explain why the French government was going behind our backs for such knowledge. Mordecai, Evie, that's where you come in. Mordecai and Evie nodded. Maldraco, we need to bring Cristala in. Obviously, she's going to ground. She may turn to someone in Aversham for help getting off the school grounds of the tech. That means, until we have more information, we cannot disclose this to anyone at the school. Unfortunately, due to the sensitivity and urgency of this operation, I cannot give you more time to mull over whether you will assist me. I need your decision here and now. All three of them glanced among one another, trying to gauge the room. The first one to step forward was Mordecai. He nodded at Anastasia. This charm is pretty simple. These bracelets will only release or break when I personally cancel the charm. Or, if you give away information regarding this investigation to anyone who is not directly involved. She clasped the silver bracelet around Mordecai's wrist, then pressed the tip of her wand to it. The bracelet shimmered, and an identical bracelet appeared on Anastasia's own wrist. If you break your promise, the bracelets will vanish, and I will be able to trace your whereabouts and arrest you for interfering with my investigation. Evie stepped forward and held out her wrist, upon which Anastasia placed the gold bracelet. 
Finally, she affixed the bronze one to Mal Draco's wrist. Okay, boss. Where do we start? Christella stood up and dusted herself off. Following her training, she'd cataloged her emotions, and now she was ready to put them aside. It was time to act decisively. She walked quickly down the tunnel until she faced the back of a painting. She was confident nobody knew about this secret passage, which she had found early in her first year at the school. Hopefully, it would be secret enough to get her out of the school as well. But first, she needed someone else. She took a deep breath and slowly pushed the painting open to see Trent Vortigern busy at work in his office across the hall. He had several vials of clear liquid on his desk and was muttering to himself as he furiously scribbled notes in his journal. She darted quickly across the hallway, then returned to a normal walking speed as she entered the office. Strangely, there was no writing visible in Trent's journal. Ah, Cristalla, you startled me. He noticed her staring at his journal. He chuckled. I call it individually visible ink. Only the writer can see what they've written. Fascinating. However, as much as I like to hear more, I came here to discuss something much more serious with you. Trent eased into the chair behind his desk and gestured for Cristalla to sit across from him. Please, I'm all ears. Cristalla shut the door and mumbled a spell before taking her seat across from Trent. I do not know how to tell you this, but you are in danger. Professor. Trent cocked an eyebrow. It is my fault. When I first came to Avestrum, I was sent here to spy on you. I worked for the French government and your research regarding the Fountain of Youth was of particular interest to them. For two years, I reported back. But eventually, after Simon Drake destroyed the fountain, I stopped. Avestrum is now where my loyalties lie. However, Anastasia just tried to arrest me, claiming she received an anonymous tip. I believe the French government has exposed me in order to get to you. We need to get you to safety and away from Avestrum. Trent sat there for a few moments in shocked silence. Well, Cristalla, that certainly is a lot to take in. I have many questions, but first among them... If everything you just told me is true, then please forgive me. It appears that you are attempting to lure me away from the safety of this castle. How do you expect me to trust you? Cristela was hurt that he would doubt her, but she did understand. I can offer you no proof that you can trust me. None. But I give you my words, my word as your lifelong student and now your colleague. My word as a friend. I only want to keep you safe, and to do that, I need you to come with me. Trent paused for a moment, pondering. Okay, I trust you. Allow me a few moments to gather my things. 
Please, Professor, be sure to bring anything and everything that could be connected to the Fountain of Youth. Trent gave a look to Cristalla, waving at the bookcase full of books and journals. That would be almost everything. Then I better help you back. Cristalla pulled out her wand and cast an expanding charm on the small travel suitcase that Trent withdrew from beneath his desk. Within a few minutes, the entire contents of the bookcase had been packed into the suitcase. His classroom was now almost bare, save for a few pieces of equipment and a handful of books. Now, Miss Kless, where will we be going? I know just the place. The narrator is played by Stephanie Prue. Cristala Coles is played by Krista Colasar. Anastasia Boudreaux is played by Rachel Finley. Mordecai Argeletum is played by Barry Ludwig. Evie Bradford is played by Elizabeth Huntinghank. Maldreco Devante is played by Matt Sumpter. Trent Vortigern is played by Eddie Detlefs. There are three paths presented to you. The blue flame has the great risk, correct? Are you sure, Sophie? I foresee a path you can understand, let alone tread, but you will have to walk yourself. I am no stranger to being alone. I... I know it better than anything else. Ambush! Vix left a note saying they were going to explore and... For all intents, I should have you exiled. They are with us now. The sunless. (laughs) (laughs) This is blood. Are your minds made up too? Then step into the room behind me, adventurous. I wish you find what you seek and can heal your world. Dice Tower Theater, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Join us next time for episode two of Tales from Abistrum, Betrayal. For more info, please visit our website at www.abistrum.org visit our Facebook page, or search for Avistrom on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, stand tall and raise your wands high. <laughs>